I wish I had a seeker boyfriend, but I don't. So. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'm pretty sure you wouldn't keep it a secret. I'm just going to say, if I had a secret boyfriend, you would know about it. <laughs> <laughs> so he wouldn't be a secret. <laughs> Create for No Reason is your weekly dose of courage to stop making excuses and start bringing your ideas to life. We were talking the other... What's happening over there? We were talking about making this what to do when you think you suck. What to do when you think you (laughs) suck. So that's... that's, (laughs) Here's how you handle your everyday life, Sean Funder. (laughs) (laughs) What to do when you think you suck? Uh, No, I think I think it's a really good topic. We um, one of the things that I've noticed all the time uh, with, uh, especially with comedians, performers. um, You know what? I don't even know why I'm trying to like get specific. Like artists in general. Creative people. people in general. People. people in general. Yeah, what to do. Anyone that's working on anything in, of importance or just being a human being. <laughs> I guess I guess unless you're like a high-functioning sociopath or psychopath <laughs> or something like that, where you're just like, hot damn, I'm the best. Watch me manipulate people. But I, if you're not that, then, you, then you've got an element of the I suckness inside yeah. you. I yeah. suckness. What do they call it? I heard somebody call it the itty bitty shitty committee. Have you heard that before? Oh my gosh, I have heard that before. <laughs> I like that. My and itty bitty shitty committee. And it's crazy because it is, it's, it's more well known as imposter syndrome, which we all deal with. And it's the, it's the dumbest thing because we know... <laughs> Right, it is. No, it's- I'm laughing because uh, it's 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 uh, yeah, it's the dumbest thing, and you know it exists, and you and see you it happen it. with your friends, and you tell your friends like, "That's stupid. Your itty bitty shitty committee is like wrong." <laughs> um, and then you the turn around t- and do it yourself. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. No, like do later you? that night, you're like plowing through a bowl of cereal because you're oh. like, "This is it. I'm never going to accomplish anything <laughs> in my life except for uh. this." it's it's really obviously it's a it's a challenge and we and we've talked about it before but where is it because i have my i have my book with me all the time the war of art which is just Uh, the best book yeah yeah like on imposter syndrome yeah stresses the uh, i like i like that there's like he takes that metaphor all the way through um and this idea of the resistance yeah. Yeah. Like, I really, really, really like that. I mean, it's there's some the other things best. like, yeah, that it's always going to be there. Like, it's yes. never going to go away. Exactly. And that's what this whole, the whole book is about the resistance. And if there's something that you want to do or you're meant to do, when you sit down to actually accomplish it, you allow the resistance to take over and the resistance shows up in all different ways. It shows up in, Oh, I'm just going to go on Facebook real quick or, Oh, I'm just going to text 
I'm just going to text Sean real quick, or I'm going to call my friend, or I'm just going to send out this email first. And that's when you know it's the resistance. You're resisting doing the work, sitting and just getting it done. And the reason really deep, deep rooted reason why is because you don't think it's going to be good enough. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. So I wonder like, how do you, so how do you, how do you, Kate, deal with that outside of, you know, I don't know, very expensive therapy. Like how do how do how do you how do you deal with that feeling of hey like i i i suck what am i trying to do like I, like I, i'm never going to i'm never going to i don't know i'm never going to be so and so i guess it's comparative right i'm never going to be i i, I don't know like i'm trying to think of somebody right off the top of my head i'm never going to I'm like be, who do you think i want to be like i, I uh jackson Pollock. <laughs> i i don't like who do, who do, who do I love the way he said, who do you think I want to be like? Who do you uh, think? I, Kate. Who? I think you just want to be Kate Bullman. That's, That's right. All I think. Yeah. Your well, I think life. sometimes it's comparison and sometimes it's just, we are scared. Oh my gosh. I forget the quote. Who said this? Something about our fear is that it's not our fear of failure. It's our fear of how much power we really do have how much we really are able to do. Like that's the fear that we have. And which is so crazy. It's kind of like, you know, fear of success, right? Some people say you have a fear of failure. Some say you have a fear of success. Wait, what's, what's, what's this? I've never, I've never heard this before. You never like, heard this. Hold on. I'm going to find it during our, during our well, time. So, so what you're saying is that, 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 some of us, or maybe all, like all of us, I've never thought about it this way, that, that if I'm feeling um, like, <clears throat> you know, it's funny, I fall somewhere in the middle because of the comparative stuff. Like a lot of the time when I'm working on something creative, there's a part of me that's like, no, I'm hot shit because I'm better than like, this sounds horrible. I'm better than this person, this person, this person, you know, I'm better than whatever. Now that means I might get jealous when I see something that's not particularly good, you know, make a lot of money or be successful. And that's just the grumpy, the the grumpy get off my lawn artist that's in me. (laughs) Uh, um, But I think even in somewhere in the middle where I think, uh, you know, imposter syndrome on like, how can I accomplish this or how can I pull this off or, or even doing this show, like I'm not, you know, this isn't this American life or, you know, these really, really great radio shows and podcasts that have been out there. I'm like, ah, eh, you know, not that it's not that it's bad. It's not bad at all. But there's still that feeling of like, who, who am I uh, to come in there? What you're saying is that part of that fear is the fear of me understanding the amount of power that I have. Is that what you're saying? Yes. So this is not my quote. I just found it. Okay. It's, it's Marianne Williamson. So she says in her, uh, she says in her book, a return to love. If you've ever read that, have you ever read Return to love? No, I haven't. Have you you read it? It's in my, I think I have it. I think it's in my list of that somebody gave me. So she says, our deepest fear is not that we are inadequate. Williamson writes, Our deepest fear is that we are powerful beyond measure. It is our light, not our darkness, that most frightens us. 
do you find that's true for you? If you really sit down and think about it, I feel like I had this conversation with someone the other day and he said, I'm, I want to tell you something that I've actually never told anyone. Oh, I and love I, that you're that you're leading with, yeah. with listen to this. I'm going to reveal someone's secret. Yeah. Right. Well, no one knows who he is. <laughs> okay. Or maybe it's not even a he. Maybe it's a she and I'm just, you know. I her. see what you're doing. Yeah. Anyway, but what he said was, I feel like, I've always felt like I've meant, I'm meant for more. I feel like I have this greatness in me. And in the work that I do and the things that I, that I've done throughout my career, I, I know that that's a normal thought. That's a normal feeling. Like Mm -hmm. so many people that I have met or so many of even our friends, the people that are doing, doing work, they feel like this. And I forget that a lot of people that maybe aren't in like the personal development work and stuff, they might not realize that that's a common thing that people feel. They, they feel because that's what we're made for. We're made to do something. We're made. I believe we all have some kind of dream in your heart, something you want to do, especially when it's eating at you and for years and years, it's not going away. If you have a dream, if you have a passion, if you want to pursue something, if you want to become something, that is not going away. So you have one of two options. You can either decide to go after it or you can decide to repress those feelings. And that is very toxic. And obviously they're going to come out <laughs> at some point. At some point, in some way. In so- uh... it, exactly. And... So, so your imposter, I, your imposter syndrome, uh, that's interesting. So you say, or if we say you have one of two choices, um, you can suffer from imposter syndrome continually over and over and over again. I think part of and what, let it paralyze you, or let it paralyze you, um, or you can get to work. Yes. And I and, and I wonder if if maybe maybe part of at the root of imposter syndrome um, for me is in the expectation for whatever the work is, like whatever I'm putting mm. together. So the imposter syndrome is I'm thinking to myself, um, you know, will, uh, will people uh, buy my book more than they buy William Faulkner this year? You know, like it's something crazy. I mean, it's not that specific, but it's a little bit of a, like I don't want to do it unless kind of thing. And so then I think, well, I'm not good enough to get to that. Okay, what's the point? Like, well, how do I do it then? And putting it together. And, and it's, it's funny because there's so many people that I've, I've talked to, small business owners, um, writers, artists, actors, like all these different people who just did it because they wanted to do it with zero expectation. They're yes. just like, this is something I have to do. This is a niche I have yeah. to scratch. I'm going to do it. And, you know, if it's, if it's making, you know, God's eyes or whatever, or macrame in my house. Like I, it's, it's interesting that, that so many of them, that that's the way that they start. They don't start writing and think I'm going to be Stephen King. They don't start writing and think I'm going to be, I don't know. I, it's like, uh, you know, I, 
that 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 NBC is going to buy the rights to my novel and I'm going to be really I'm going to become rich type of thing. They just do it. They just do it because maybe that's maybe that's the cure. Never mind. I won't even say maybe. I know for me the cure for imposter syndrome is to get to work. Yes. Even if it's just a little bit, it's just to get, it's just to start making. Yeah. It's just to start making. That's it. That, that is it. And that is the cure. I mean, that's kind of what the book is about, right? That's kind of what the, the, the war of art is about, is about mm-hmm. sitting down and putting in the work. I can't even remember how many entrepreneurs I've heard say this. One person in particular that stood out in my mind just because I happened to have been at an event and she was one of the speakers being interviewed. And it was that Sophia, Sophia Amorosa. Oh, wait, I know who that is. She created Nasty Gal. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I remember she, she was so different than I thought she was too. She was so shy. It was very, it was really interesting (laughs) to see her on stage, but her story is incredible. And she actually said, I, if I would have known how hard it is to build this business, to do what I do as an entrepreneur, if I would have known today what I knew back then, I probably wouldn't have even done it Mm. because it was, it's obviously she got into a lot of uncomfortable situations. She had to step up and as things were growing and progressing and she was building her business. And I found that so many entrepreneurs said the same thing. They say it jokingly, right? Because they've created something and they're proud of it and they've done incredible things and they have this awesome business. But they've all said, I mean, they didn't know. They just started. You look, it's like Sarah Blakely, you know, just starting to create her little pantyhose and look at where she is now. And I feel that way about anyone that's creating something. Writers, I mean, can you imagine getting to work behind your computer thinking you're going to be as good as Stephen King? I mean, come on. (laughs) <laughs> but well, I don't know if it's, if it's to that to that level, but there's a little bit of that, and and you're right about the. I think there's a lot of things that we do now. Like if if I took 25 year old me and dumped him into my life right now, like he wouldn't he wouldn't last three days. It, it'd be like <laughs> no, this this is over. Like what the like it just it, it it wouldn't work. But there's there's a lot of muscles that you develop, and there's a lot of habits that you develop. I mean, good and bad, but. It's the same as, as running a marathon or getting really strong or being able to do, you know, a one-arm push-up or something like that. Like, like I say that because I assume you can do a one-arm push-up. Oh, I guess for people that, that don't know, Kate, like she could, yeah, one swing and I'm out cold. Like that would be it. <laughs> that's, that's it. I'm not saying she looks like, like a Romanian, like bodybuilder, but she's strong. So like like any of those things, like you don't start by saying, I'm going to bench this much weight tomorrow. No. Uh, Yeah. You you have to get in the reps. Mm -hmm. And sometimes the reps are, are accidental. Like in the case of nasty gal, I think it probably was like the, the reps like happened and then you see where you're at and you're like, Oh my God, that those reps kind of sucked. Like, yeah. but But now that I'm here, um, and so that's where the putting in the work and the little steps are really, really beneficial. Yeah. yeah. That's it. That's all it is. And, and you know what? I love that you just said you're 25 year old Sean, because what would 25 year old Sean say about your life right now? He'd be super impressed. 
<laughs> maybe i mean he might be like listen pal uh we're gonna be a a full-time actor or a full-time writer like that's what we were gonna do uh and then i'd be like well we're kind of doing both sort of we're making more money than doing like theater like summer stock can we just yeah. talk about the fact that you sean just got a dog and he is now being molested for, by the dog <laughs> <laughs> If you're not watching on video, you can't see, but I know, I know. this is what's like, happening right now. And she's you so can, cute. She's cute. And maybe you can hear the licking going on. All right. Hop down. You're good. You're awesome. Yeah. You're good. You're awesome. She's acting like a dog dog. Like when see? you have a rescue dog for the first like week, you think the dog's scared of everything. And then all of a sudden she shows up with your shoe in her mouth. <laughs> not afraid of anything. Oh my God. No, I think, I do think that 25 year old me, like for the same reason that he would be impressed that I ran, you know, ultra marathons or for the same reason he'd be impressed that, um, you know, I have four, four children. I like some of those things where it's like, Oh my God, that's, that's pretty impressive. Um, I think all of those things are, but yeah, it's putting in, it's, it's amazing. Uh, this is really helpful for me. Thank you for the therapy session. It's amazing <laughs> to me how, how little it takes. Like if I'm, if I just have a piece of, if I just have a piece of paper, it could be a piece of, uh, you know, copy paper, something simple and a pencil um, and an idea or something just to play with. And I know like, it's just like, I can throw it away. I can crumble it up and toss it as soon as it's done um, oftentimes I won't cause it will, I'll find something useful in it, but it only takes five, 10 minutes to break through the, 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 I suck. Oh, yes. wall. Yeah. I really do think that all we need to get out of that space is to take some kind of action. That's mm-hmm. it. And when you do that, you, when you're in motion, you can't be stagnant thinking about all those other thoughts. You're <laughs> I thinking, suck, I suck, I suck. Yeah, like you can't be thinking that if you're working on something. And it's something we all have to deal with. I mean, I just finished my vomit draft of of my book. And honestly, I feel like it sucks. Like, I really feel like it sucks. But, and But listen, you you wrote a book. But... Well, I wrote, I wrote a vomit drop. Of the it doesn't book. matter. It counts. Let's, that's a, let's, that's a book. I mean, it'd be a shitty book, but it's yeah. a book. But that's the thing that I feel like is, whereas in my mind, in when I started, mm-hmm. I wanted to write a book that was impactful, meaningful, that people would read and share with other people and get a lot of value out of it and feel like they were talking about it now. But then I changed it to just write the book. Mm-hmm. just write it and, 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 and make sure that it's a book that you are proud of. And if you're proud of it, guess what? You put in the reps, you did the, you did everything you needed to write a book. And then if whatever happens with that book is done and guess what, if you want to write another book, you'll have already written one book and your next book hopefully will be better. <laughs> <laughs> or maybe I won't write another book and I'll realize like, but that was, I put in those reps, but by doing that, it's uncovered all these things. And I have to tell you the, the process of writing 
the just the vomit draft, which I know is is really just the beginning because the editing is really where it, like you got to figure everything out. But just that process of writing every day, giving myself that goal of writing every day, putting in those reps, that alone has helped in so in other areas of my life and in other things that I am doing. So mm-hmm. all of those things add up and they mean something. And that's where this whole imposter syndrome at some point, at some point, I think I told you the other day, I I said, I'm at a place of, I don't care. And it's a great place to be. I fluctuate. I go in and out of this space, but at this point I'm, I'm in it, which is really great. I just feel like it's at that place of, I just don't care. It's like very, so what? (laughs) <laughs> so what? Like, does the, it, does the book suck? So what? Is, is, is your writing bad? So what? It doesn't really matter. <laughs> like, I really, I feel like, I don't know, is that bad? I just think I'm at this place of, I'm just doing, I'm putting in the work, I'm doing everything. And I'm just not as attached to outcome as I normally am. Mm-hmm. Even with this podcast, I love that we're doing this podcast together. I believe that there's something that it will, that something will come out of it. I fully sure. believe it. And I do think that the stuff we talk about is are, are things that people will get and understand. And, and cause you know, if we feel it, then other people are feeling it. And so, but yeah, I'm, I'm not attached to the outcome of it. Yeah. It's so, what? Like, so what are you don't, we, you don't care. If, if literally no one listens to our podcast and you and I have just been doing this for the fun of it, I think it's worth it. <laughs> I think it's worth it. I think it's great. I was watching a, I was watching a video today of, uh, of uh, Johnny Rotten. Do you know John Light? He was um, lead singer of the Sex Pistols. Oh, so, oh, is that why you posted about musicians? Crazy. Oh, I did post about musicians today. Um, the, um, so very iconoclastic. And there's an interview of him saying like, that, that, that rock and roll is the problem. We need to get rid of rock and roll. In the interview, he's like, but you're the Sex Pistols. I mean, you didn't always feel that way, you know, before you broke up. And he goes, no, Sex Pistols were supposed to be the end, right, of rock and roll. Like, supposed to be the end of rock and roll. Like, total hardcore guy, right? And, um, and then he's like, well, how do you explain, like, your look and your feel if you don't care about what other people think about you? And he's like, I, well, I, it, it, I, I don't have to answer I don't have to answer to you. I don't have to answer to anybody. I don't have to entertain you. I don't have to make you think that I'm cool. The only person I have to answer to or think that I'm cool is me. And that's it. And I've heard the same thing from some writers uh, or people that are creating. And I think that it's really smart. Is the only person that you have to impress or entertain or like make like something is yourself. And, and like if you start there, like half the time I'm writing and I think I'm hilarious. I, I, I wrote something about eating at Taco Bell the other day and I thought it was the funniest thing in the world. <laughs> like I was like, Sean, oh, oh, the cleverness of me, right? Like, uh, Oh, the, the cleverness of me. Yeah. Like but that's, then you put it out yeah. and the right people will find it. And that's what I find is so great is the right people find it. The right people find you and your content. Mm-hmm. And as long as you're being true to yourself and you're putting things out there and it's meaningful and I feel like if you really do have a desire to do something so strongly to create something, if it's that strong and you've been going after it, I do think that it's because people at the end of the day, people, I hate that phrase, by the way, I can't believe I just used it. 
I hate it. Scratch it. It's the scratch, worst. Scratch it. Scratch that. Edit that out. Oh. I'm in I'm in corporate America. I'm in corporate America. We're gonna circle back. We're gonna circle back for for like all of you. You mean request? No, we're I gonna, mean ask. Yeah. <laughs> Let's just put a pin in that. We'll talk about it later. <laughs> we'll, talk, we'll talk about it later. Oh, no, I totally lost my train of thought. But <laughs> <laughs> this, is, this is a problem. Well, so, oh, so if you want to stay, this is what I, I would recommend. And I think everybody's got something like this. Everybody's got the itch. They've got something there. They've got something percolating. And either they're acting on it or they're not acting on it. I think it takes very, very little to act on it. I'm, telling my, I'm talking to myself more than I'm talking to anybody else. And I would even recommend, it's like one exercise I know has worked with me. And, and, uh, and I'm curious what, what you'd recommend as, a, as an exercise to help people kind of break out of the, you know, like, uh, like the, the, the suck wall or whatever it is and the break it down. Because like I've, used, I've used post-it notes before uh, where either every day or every hour, um, I just fill up a post-it note. Like, and, and, and sometimes I'll use tiny handwriting and sometimes I'll use big handwriting just to get it over with. And sometimes I'll just draw a big smiley face on it. Like looking at one, looking up and the other one looking down. Sometimes I'll just write a swear word on it, but whatever it is, you take those as you're building it and you just, um, you place them somewhere, you place them on the wall. And, and what you end up with is 30 or 40 of these. And there's some gems and there might be something else that's there. Or maybe it's, maybe it's not, but it certainly has told you or told yourself or told your ego or told your other part of you that thinks that you're a piece of shit, right? Whatever it is. <laughs> it certainly told that person you're a creator, like that you, you're not an imposter. Like this is cooked into you and, and, and you're capable of doing this like one step at a time. So there's an exercise I would recommend if you're suffering from, I suck on Thursday, right? Or on Friday or on Saturday or on Sunday. Or what do you uh, what do you what do you rec- what do you recommend? Your best friend comes uh, to you and says, "Kate, I'm never going to make anything ever again. Like I'm p- poopy. I like I suck." <laughs> what what um, would you recommend? So, well, I know what works for me. I think it's it's interesting that you said this works for you because I you have to do everybody is different and mm-hmm. everyone kind of has to deal with this whole feeling a little bit differently. So I almost find that it depends on what it is that I'm working on, mm-hmm. especially like when I'm creating on a business side of things, what I do is there are about five people that I know I can call and talk through something and just the movement of calling someone, talking it through when I'm off the phone with them, I'm like, cause they are, action oriented action takers doing their thing. And so I get so much energy out of when I talk to people about their projects that I'm like, all right, they are, they are doing, they are on a roll and like, I have to get on it now. And so that really, really helps me. And like you, I, I mean, I carry around my, I, a couple, excuse me, a couple different notebooks because just the act of writing Mm-hmm. helps me get out of that space. And I know for one of my, one of my, uh, one of my girlfriends, I just had her do the exercise because she was going through this whole, I haven't done anything with my life and I'm done, <laughs> you know, just going through this whole thing. And I told her, I said, take out a journal and write down every single thing that you are most proud of from mm. business, personal, 
anything that you feel is Mm -hmm. I am proud because of this. I'm proud because Mm -hmm. I did this. I said that I experienced this. I've tried that, all of that. And at the end, you look at that list and you think, um, I've done a lot of cool stuff. I mean, everybody feels that way for them because if you have imposter syndrome that, or if you're feeling that suckness, you've done some stuff that is good. You've done some stuff that's good. Otherwise, you wouldn't feel the exactly. Well, there, there, uh, there, there. You have it. Sticky note solution, journal solution, and call people that are smarter. No, like just using your network. (laughs) Call people that are smarter than you. I know. Yeah. (laughs) Well, that's uh, that's our show, and we. I think we're, we're. I think we're figuring out how to tell people to find us or subscribe to us or. Oh my goodness! I can't believe. Yes. Like, why have we not figured this out yet? You, uh, you have. Go ahead. You have. Let everybody know. Uh, what no, to do. I feel like you have because you tell people if you like this, if you found value in this, tell a friend, share it with a friend. That's a, that's a great way to do it. Yeah, that's uh, what we sub subscribe, write, comment, and if there's something specific that you want us to talk about, um, then uh, then let us know. I would like to talk about casseroles. But Kate's probably only going to talk about casseroles if somebody recommends it because, you know, she's, you can peer pressure her into things. So, (laughs) (laughs) any last words, Kate? Um, No, like and subscribe. (laughs) Swipe up. Swipe up. Swipe up. (laughs) All right, Kate, I'll talk to you later. (laughs) Ben, to people. You know, they want a creative life and they they want to experience the world and they want to live their life. Because what you explained, you didn't wake up this morning thinking you were going to read The Lion, the Witch, and the Wardrobe. No. No. Do you know how awesome that is that you're reading The Lion, the Witch, and the Wardrobe now? Like you're living life. That's exactly right. Instead of dictating what life is going to give you, you're allowing, that's how creativity works. What do you recommend or or do you have any advice to somebody on how to get into that kind of a mindset or space? Well, I love that you shared expectations. I like how you reframed my, my frame about around (laughs) (laughs) because I think that coming from a space of I mean, that's that 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 could that could sound bad to some. Like, just lower your expectations. That reminds me of that reminds me of that Bo Burnham song that about <laughs> lowering your expectations. And uh, but yeah, I think it it's a practice. It's a practice of being willing to just show up and listen a little bit more to your gut and. You know, it's something that I really want to do more of, especially around my creative practice, which I think is why today was so beneficial for me because it was I I let myself create some things that I've been putting off because of a lot of excuses, because of a lot of, oh, this doesn't a lot of what we're talking about today. It doesn't matter. Like, why does it matter that I do this video? It doesn't like no one's going to see it. Like, who's going to watch it? Doesn't mean anything, you know? And so to me, we talk so much about the practice. And so I think 
I, I know for me, I want to do more of that. I want to be less about the outcome of it all and more about the practice of it all. And knowing even with our show, I love doing this podcast because I think the more that we do it, the better we get. And it's fun and I love it. And now Sean and I, you know, we talk a lot now because we are, we do love doing the show so much. And so we do want to, we are kind of building a we're building more expectations around it. Like we do want this to be a real true community. We do see that it could turn into something, but you know, we're 30, what, seven episodes in. And when we first started it, it was literally just, Oh, we're just going to do this show. And now we're like, Oh, could this, is this a fit? Is this anything? Is this a thing? And um, so, yeah, I think just having going going through life a little bit more. I mean, obviously, you know, have your goals, have your intentions, have your expectations around the, what, what it is that you want to do, but being really open to listening to that, that creative spirit and letting yourself show up and letting yourself, you know, letting yourself do the pointing video that you said you weren't going to (laughs) do because you want to now, because you just think it would be fun. That's not so, really it, advice, but I just think, you know, listen, I think doing pointing videos is great advice. <laughs> the way out is to do it. The way out is a, to do a, a pointing video. A pointing <laughs> video. Well, no, I think that's where a lot of this balance comes in on. Yeah. You know, you want to set goals. Um, but I think. I think dis- trying to decide exactly what you have to do in order to get those goals. Listen, you may hit the goal, which is awesome. I know people that are able to do that and say, basically like break down their goal into like 15 minute increments and then just do that thing and do that thing and do that thing. But I do think, I think in a way that's, I think that's lowering expectations because you're not allowing the world to give you what it really wants to give you. Like you went to, you went to, you went to, you went to church today. Can I, I'm just going to do it. Usually I avoid talking about religious stuff, even though I'm like steeped in religion (laughs) for most of my life. But there is, and, and, and I'm going to share this really quick. And if you're listening, you need to like translate God to the universe or magic or Kate Hudson or whatever. Like if you need to do that, you can just do that. Random. But I know. So it's in, it's in, um, I believe it's in mere Christianity. Um, since we're talking a little bit about, um, CS Lewis, right. Lion, Witch in the wardrobe. And in that, in that, in that book, he talks about this idea that, that we've, we've decided who we are. We say like, okay. Uh, and the metaphor is that, that it's a, it's a cottage like on the shore and I'm going to get this totally wrong probably. So when you go to read it, you can be like, Sean, you should reread this book, but you have like a cottage and you've put your furniture around, you know, and and you've made it pretty and you can see the ocean and you're like, Oh, this is really great. It's a nice little cottage. And this is where I live. And that's that, that as a metaphor is you Kate, like I'm very happy with where I am. This is where I'm going to stay. This is where I'm going to be. Even though there's an inkling that there's more, there's an inkling that there's something bigger or that there's something broader or there's something more satisfying or something more 
um, delicious. And I don't want to use things like, like like pleasure in order to to put that out. But I think we all know what that feeling is. Where you're like, no, there's something there's something else, like as far as purpose or whatever. But you, you could be perfectly happy just living in the cottage. And then one day you decide, maybe in, in mere Christianity, it's that you give yourself over to God or Christ or whatever it is. And you say like, you know what? I know there's something more, so I'm going to go to church. Or I know there's something more, so I'm going to pray, right, in that. It could be that you just decide, I know there's something more, so I'm going to do yoga, or I know there's something more, so I'm going to make more friends, or I'm going to go like become part of a community or whatever it is. And then in the book, what happens is like God shows up and starts just like ripping the house down, like knocking out walls, like taking out windows and like, it like pulls up the floor and everything. And you're like, what, what are you doing? Like, I wanted more not less, right? I wanted more, but anybody that's like refurnished or put something together, like in order to build the big, nice, you know, like the Cape Cod craftsman, that's going to be you instead of the tiny cottage, like the more expansive you, you're going to have to take out walls. You're going to have to allow for those things to happen Mm -hmm. in order to get bigger, which means you've got to let go of the expectation of this is all that I am. This goal, these 15-minute increments, in order to accomplish this goal, you have to allow for something something bigger. You have to allow for the, the water to rush over you instead of clinging to the bottom of the river and letting it sort of like just pull at your flesh while you're down there. You have to allow yourself to float. And I think that that's where that, that can be really, really powerful. Because I know you said my advice is to lower your expectations. And (laughs) in a weird way, I think we're hiring. Like, I think we're, we're making our expectations greater, meaning not, you know, I'm Kate, I'm dumb, please universe, like do what you want to do. Cause I don't know exactly what it is. that's going to make me super happy. There's like a faith or a trust that comes with it. But instead of saying like, no, my expectation is I make six figures. I mean, maybe the expectation, um, I, you know, and I really believe this. I think that the expectation or the goal or the outcome or the treasure, whatever it is, I think it's bigger than what you think it is. But I don't, I don't think we're capable. I don't think we're capable of just making the bigger happen. I think we have to, I think that, that, that we have to allow the world to happen or the universe to happen or something to happen in order to make, well, we've gotten, I've got real woo woo. Um, there, but maybe this is exactly what I needed today to let happen, you know? Yeah, no, I, I love it. And you know, it's so, so you, the lowering, this is where it all comes full circle, the lowering of your expectations. And when I said that it was lowering your expectations of the work of your project, right? So that you actually do it so that those walls, when they come crumbling down, and you are in the the mess of it all, mm-hmm. you're okay with it because you mm-hmm. know that that's the only way to build what you want to build. So I think it's beautiful. Yeah, I love it. I love it. All right. Awesome. <clears throat> well, well, if you think that we're beautiful, because <laughs> we know we are so... No Beautiful. one's lowering their expectations. <laughs> no, I know. Although I've never been called pretty. That's a new goal. Man, I got to start working out again. Be called <laughs> pretty. Like, 
Normally, I wouldn't be after that, but by just the way you said it about Ryan Reynolds, I was like, oof, new goal. New goal. Gonna be pretty. He's pretty. Well, you I'm just going to wear a t-shirt that says that. No, you said. You said he's pretty, and I said he he is pretty. No, 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 no. I repeated. We've got the tape. We've I know. got the recording. Okay. All right. All right. We'll look it. We'll we'll look it up. That sounds great. If you do like what you hear, then please subscribe. Why am I making this voice right now? I, I was don't thinking know. the same thing. It's a painful subscription voice. <laughs> what? <laughs> you shouldn't. All right. If you liked this show <clears throat> up until this point, because this is questionable, <laughs> then please subscribe and write a review. We would love to. You know what? We should. We should. We should read some of the reviews on our show. That's a great idea. We're going to do that next week. We'll do that like next after. week. Yes. So, yes. Write us a review so we can read it. All right. And thank you for listening. Oh, and join us over on Facebook, especially because we're going to do that live challenge in September and we can check out what fun creative projects you have going on. So you can go over to Facebook and just search Create for No Reason. We will let you in our Facebook group, join that fun community. And, you know, we're, we're working on some other things over there. So happy to have you join us. And thanks so much. Hey, if they if you're still listening up until this point, you rock and you are pretty. So <laughs> still listening. <laughs>
I cannot say enough about how you delivered that song. He said, it is so great that you are a professional and you understand what needed to happen. He said, because if I had called anybody at my church to come do that, that doesn't perform all the time, they would have felt like they had to perform. They would have turned it into a performance. They would have thought the delivery was all about it. Mm -hmm. And, and my job was to communicate the song, to let them understand, you know, hear the song, hear the words, why she chose it, why she sang the song and not get in the way of this was her choice, you know? And I think that's, I mean, that's a very extreme example, but a lot of art is really that way. I mean, I've recorded songs where the producer said, hey, you need to put a place, something in this bridge of all this. And I would, um, so I would do it and I would finish and he would say, are are you going to do it? I said, I think I did it. It's only like six notes, but I think once you mix it, that one little thing that it needed will float out, you know? And a lot of times that's right, you know? It's no different than a conversation where maybe you can talk for an hour or maybe you can sum up what's going on in about six words. And that's why you can get quoted Mm -hmm. because that was all that was required, you know, Mm -hmm. in that moment. So, um, yeah, I definitely think you can, you can get in the way of your own art and contribution by being too loud and over contributing. Yeah. Sure. <laughs> well, or even the reminder, which I, for, for me, is that if you're, this is going to sound kind of woo-woo, but you, I mean, you tap into art as a flow or a fluid or, I don't know, ether or whatever it is, but it's, um, it's not you. Like you're part of something bigger and that includes everybody else that's out there actively creating and trying to make things and pull those things together. And so, you know, I don't, I don't, I don't play. I wish I played. I would love to be able to play joy division songs on ukulele or something, but I think that, um, you know, if I did, that's, that's where like the jam band concept comes into play. I mean, we're all one big jam band and you need to know, yeah, you need to know when to play and when to back off and support somebody else and when to, take a smoke break and watch everybody else really go to town and be happy and clap along. (laughs) Yeah, Yeah, exactly. And, and if, if you're in a club and honky tonk woman starts, you may know it just because of the cowbell at the top and there haven't (laughs) been any lyrics yet. And you haven't heard, you know, Mick start singing none of that. You're just hearing that cowbell rock, you know? And, And it's like, well, would that be the same song without that cowbell? No, it wouldn't. You know, so yeah, interesting. Jeff, you know, the show's called Create for No Reason, right? Like Create for No Reason because it's just for the joy of it, just for the creation process. And I love that you said grownups don't like to practice. So for those people that are listening and they're thinking, I I would love to play the piano, I would love to do artwork. I would any kind of creative endeavor and they're thinking it's too late or I'm not creative or any of those pieces. What advice do you give people? Cause I know you believe that creativity matters in business and life everywhere. 
what advice do you give to people when they have something that they want to pursue and they're just not doing it? They're just letting life get in the way. They're just letting it's, they have their job, they have errands, they have all the things and creativity never takes a, never takes that priority in their life. Well, I I don't know. I don't know how much of this is advice necessarily, because I don't, when I say that, I don't remember the context in which I said it, but it sounds like me. So I believe that I said it. Um, I don't, when I say that it's, it's not limited to creativity. I mean, there's lots of people like I I heard, I heard you say something about um, how you went through this giant reading thing in your twenties and you were reading everything. Well, there's a lot of people that went to college that never read another book after they were 22 because they didn't have to. Um, There's lots of people that recycle their knowledge of their degree and never make a point to learn something different. Um, 